Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And it's all about how you wake up and start your day. That first energy of the day, your first voice, you know, the first thoughts, the frog in your throat, the sleep in your eyes, one eye open. Listen, when you can roll over and you can be as determined as I'm about to be, that lets you know it's a good day. And one of the things that helps me have more and more good days is committing to this podcast, meaning waking up and speaking out loud your inner thoughts. Now, mind you, I'm sitting here with legs crossed. I've taken some time. I've meditated. I've done a few things to really get my mind right because I know I have to come on here and talk out loud for at least 30 to 45 minutes, and if it's a nice two-way conversation, then it becomes a little bit longer. Now, it's Saturday, so i got a couple of podcasts to roll, so we're going to jump in this one, jump out, jump into the next one. The next podcast I do on Saturday is called uh, Buzz It or Bash It, which there's been a lot to buzz it or bash it this week, binge it or cringe it, uh, lots of things that are going on, but I really want to talk about um, had again, like I said, this week, I, this week more than anything, and, and I don't think I've done it before, but this week more than anything, I really had to share how to get out of bed podcast. And this week more than anything, I've got feedback on how to get out of bed podcast. And people are saying we're in what's called the dog days of summer. That's where the season starts lingering a little bit too long. Oh, there's our word right there lingering right this is book two meaning that there is a full-on 90 episode book one out there wherever you are catching this podcast there's more there are archives uh, on your favorite podcast platforms or your favorite social media platforms if you go to dryerbus.com you will see the link to the podcast if you want to start following uh, subscribe and check it out it's not something that you need to be somewhere uh, at a certain time because I know we all don't have time. Like I said yesterday, oh, would y'all like this at 8 o'clock? And then here I am two hours late. But I love recording it in a live sense simply because that inspires me. Like when I try to record it, like just go into like my little studio and like record, I'm like, oh, start and stop, start and stop. One of the reasons I know people are like, man, you're live all the time. One of the reasons that I love live, because I love one takes. I love to get it done in like one take. Um, for how to get out of bed, there's no scripting. There is no, like, I literally just came up with a topic we were going to talk about, um, what, less than two minutes into this, lingering, right? Because I said something that resonated with what I think my message to myself that I'm sharing with you guys ought to be. Sometimes I said, sometimes the seasons begin to linger a little bit too long. Like, I was outside the other day and I'm like, ooh, I felt a cool breeze. That means the fall is coming. You know, the season's getting ready to change. Somebody posted the other day, oh, man, I'm getting ready to go. It's still a little dark out here. That means the season's getting ready to change. One of the things that I absolutely love and live by is seasonal change, right? I adapt to change very well. I get a little bitter about some of it. Yesterday we talked about letting that bitterness through. Stop trying to suppress it and hide it because you know what? Let me tell you, we talked about the villain. Book two, book two we're talking about the villain. Uh, somebody said the other day, I, I had a red car. I had to go cover a red carpet. And somebody mentioned that in the exchange that I had, they said that I went Killmonger. You know, that a little bit of Killmonger came out because in that, in that conversation, I had a reason to be the quote-unquote villain or what, what I would have been designated the villain in that conversation 
only because the tonation that the other person had, you know, they spoke, you know, they, even though they spoke something that I disagree with, they spoke in a nice tone. They were smiling. They had all that, you know, all that. They, they were, they were poised. They were, you know, it was great and all that. I'm like, is that a spider? Y'all, these spiders. this is why I want the season to change because y'all, I'm telling you, these animals are, by in fact, taking over. That's why I need that cold spell. I need that cold spell to come up through. I have been to the Ace Hardware, not to drop a name, but I have been to the hardware store more and more. And I'm like, listen, I know, and everybody's dealing with this. It's like the outside. It's coming inside because it's too hot out there. It's too warm. We had to deal with a season of snakes because it was like too warm. They trying to get cool. Not in this AC you want. I'm telling you, and I'm sitting here like talking to y'all and the itsy bitsy spider is like just coming on down. I'm telling you. It's, and I have I have tried everything. I tried all the, the old wives' tale, the homemade remedies. I went out and even bought the professional stuff, y'all. These animals, there's deer everywhere, coyote. I'm telling you, y'all, and those are signs, those lingering seasons. Let's write that signs, y'all. All right? We are building everywhere. And it's not even because we're building everywhere because I live in an area that's uh, that the density is such that you can't build everywhere and we don't have to live on top of each other. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I live here is like you can still escape the city. You can still have some uh, green space. And when I say green space, I mean miles and miles. I could go uh, at a point and see all the way to Alabama and not like not like Sarah Palin seeing Russia. I'm just saying I, I, I tried to live in a place where there's some green space, a little bit of worry about the rock quarries. And the cave in, you know, and the and the um, sinkholes, but you know, anyway, maybe. And one question, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. When we moved here, I told my daughter in the conversation, you know, you always gotta have one confidant in the family who who is aware of all the family plans. All you know, y'all designate somebody, right? Petty Betty is ours, right? Petty Betty knows where everybody is at all times, what everybody's doing, what everybody's going through. Then we got the other daughter. Who, whose name I can't mention on podcast. Uh, she's a psych, family psychologist. You know, she gauges everybody's emotions. She's that one that she's always looking at you through, through your inner soul. I'm like, can you like stop staring at me? Are you okay? I'm like, girl, come on. You know, <laughs> I'm processing, right? Um, so you have to have that. And one of the things I said when we moved here, I said, okay, we, we will live here. As long as these are the signs, and I gave her the three three things that we you gauge a community on. One, a dry cleaner. The dry cleaner goes, we go. <laughs> that was one indicator. Uh, the car lots change, we go. Uh, what was the other one? There was a third one. Uh, uh, I forget. I forget. But, you know, we've been in a recession, so therefore we've been here a little bit longer. We're lingering. And apparently, come Monday, the new recession is going to kick off, and everybody's praying that it doesn't kick off what's suspected. I don't know if y'all are watching these, the Dow and the, and the markets and all that kind of stuff, but there are a lot of people that are worried, and there may be some conversation tomorrow, because this, what it feels like right now is what it felt like during the Bush era, um, and a lot of people forget about that financial, that our markets were were at a, were at an all-time low um, when Bush had to go in there after Clinton and uncover all that stuff that Clinton hid and didn't do in order to have his surplus. So, you know, it's like that whole transition of presidencies. And we know 
Trump has been in there ignoring a whole lot of stuff. I know he, he looked like he's been doing a lot. He's been keeping everybody busy with conversation, but really, 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 and truly, um, our market is, you know, is, is tanking. And if you remember, um, we were supposed to wake up on the, on the day of 9-11, you know, Bush was supposed to have come up, be coming up with this plan, right? Remember he started sending everybody's tax checks and all that kind of stuff. Well, that was, that was just a band-aid, um, but he was supposed to, uh, suture the wound, the real wound, and we didn't get to that because 9-11 happened. Never mind the fact that September is in a couple of weeks where many all rest in peace, including the soldiers. We lost more soldiers in fighting that war than we did on 9-11. That's just something that's close close and dearest to us in our community, so I could talk about that. But anyway, lingering, lingering seasons, signs. One sign that I asked, remember we've been talking about uh, one of my flaw, a flaw that I know that I have, as I look back on yesterday, is in my sharing is there's a, there's a trust factor, a fear of being afraid. Uh, a lot of times your fear and what you're afraid of show, shows itself in who and what you trust. And so yesterday I decided I'm going to trust the person went to lunch, had a great lunch, uh, talked about some plans, got real about life, got real about what it meant to be women and entrepreneurial and managing enterprises. And man, I have so much respect for her now, knowing what she has to do, go through in order to start her day. So that's the part we, looking through these lenses, especially on these tiny screens, don't understand. Now, see me, you know what I have to go through to start today because I do, it's an episode, right? When I tell you it's more than an episode, you know that when I push this live button, I say, y'all, I just had to do this and just try to get this podcast. This is what I have to do to start my day. Can you imagine if my day needed to be started uh, 10 minutes ago, that I didn't have these 10 minutes to go inside my thoughts, find clarity, become motivated, find inspiration, find my gratitude, and and order my day and understand and listen for the order of my steps. Because, you know, I woke up thinking, oh, it's Saturday. It's Saturday is my chill day because I, I don't like getting out there with everybody that has that's living for the weekend that has to wait for Saturday to get everything done. I'm like, no, I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I only wanted to get out there on a Friday, right? So Saturday, I can kind of just chill. I'm a little upset that everywhere I turn on television, there's animals, animal, animal shows all Saturday morning. I usually wait for my cooking shows to come on, you know, but that is the luck. That's not only the luxury that I have, that's the prayer that I've had. That is the prayer. I don't know about y'all, what you subscribe to, but that's what I've asked for is please let me have Saturday and Monday. I can't, I'm not a nice person when I have to, and there are many people that will tell you right now, that lady is me. They probably had to engage with me on Saturdays, right? They're like, well, she, you know, she, they probably had to engage with me on a Monday and let alone have a meeting with me on a Monday. Oh, they may not like me. Don't ever ask them about me. But anybody else that has really had a chance to be a part of what I have asked the universe for, they'll tell you, hey, man, she is loving, giving, kind, all those, all those things, all those, what is, what do you call them? I forget. Anyway, adjectives, okay? We don't, we're in a world we don't have to break down sentences anymore. And apparently last night I tried to sleep with the, with the AC down, tried to turn it down. And I'm like, okay, I should turn that sucker up. It's hot. I feel like I'm about to sweat. And last night I had to go through the medicine cabinet because I felt a little, I don't know, what did I feel? I felt a little, little, little bit of pain or whatever, right? And I went looking for something to just take kind of, just to kind of quiet myself. I found the NyQuil 
and it, it was the, the sleeper kind. Man, I took a shot. I could barely make it back to the bed. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Ooh, so y'all, I did not need to find that because I just had a good old eight hours of sleep. I was supposed to podcast at eight o'clock. I woke up two hours past. I'm like, wait, did I? I know I went to bed about maybe a little bit after midnight. Man, did I just get a good eight hours? I don't even know what that feels like, but this is what it sounds like. Rested. Y'all know how I feel about being rested. That's several podcasts on, on being rested. But let me get back. The season, like right now, waking up and it's hot in here. I'm like, it's lingering. Summer is lingering. And they said these are like the dog days of summer where you've done all, you've done everything. You know, there's just people who are looking forward to some things that are in the custom. But if you, most of the time, by this point, for us, I know, We've done everything, you know, got, you got in your little, got in your travel, you've got in the summer work, you've, you've got, everybody's going back to school, your routine is coming back and all those kinds of things. Now comes these dog days of summer, you know, you ready to change up the wardrobe. Like we went Petty Betty. As a matter of fact, I got to go to a vow renewal today. Petty Betty, y'all, is performing a vow renewal today. So I'm like, wait a minute, as a mom, I should be excited about that because my daughter, that's something that she wanted to accomplish um, and, and be a part of. And I'm, I'm like looking at like, you know, the couple thing. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is, I need to be celebrating Patty Betty because one, Patty Betty um, sought um, something she wanted to subscribe to spiritually, found it, uh, invested her mind and her heart and her soul into it. And she's going to stand up there. She was trying to um, put together the ceremony. And I said, wait a minute, you know, your friend has asked you to do this based on the true friendship that y'all have. You need to, that's what you speak on. And you're asking her by asking you to do this, that they're willing to commit to what, what they believe and what they have brought people together to believe. She was like, wait, say that again. <laughs> She's trying to record it. And I'm like, no. I said, when people ask somebody to perform their ceremony, you know, yes, they want somebody up there that's going to say what they want to hear and all that kind of stuff. But there's also the power invested in you that they must then subscribe to. Because if you have any doubts in the couple or in the, you know, the couples that you're going to do this for um, or what they believe and what they subscribe to or how invested they are in the relationship and where the relationship is now going, that's something you have to discuss with them prior to standing before them. Because you ask, based on what you believe, there's a reason that you're standing there. And then when they, that power invested in you, that's what you believe. And so you don't want to get in front of people by which you don't believe that they're true in what they're doing. And the problem with society is, and I'm watching society do this, is we let people get in front of us and say any old thing. We let people get in front of us pretending to be this and pretending to be that. We don't call we don't call out the obvious. We don't seek the truth. You know, enough. Uh, a friend of mine I woke up and I just glanced at a couple of comments where I saw people that had conversations engaged in. And we were talking about this thing where we keep being pushed as a society to saying that we can only have one of something instead of Everybody gets to have what they want. You know, we don't. It's like, oh, you want this or that person or that place? You get to have that, right? That's why we're so at war with the universe. Oh, you want to live here and there? Okay, well, you get to have that. We don't know how to live and let live, right? 
Now, mind you, people, when you say that, live, live, live and let live. People, when you say that, they start going to, well, where's the control? Well, you know, going into this control thing, some, in some areas it has worked, and in many areas it has, it has not. And so you've got to gauge that. Let me and one thing we can't control is the seasons. I love there was an interview that Michael Jackson gave uh, that a lot of us missed because it was in, during the hype of, of Obama and the election coming up. But Michael Jackson gave a, a very detailed, in his own words, interview, which we had never really truly experienced besides the mockery of some of those other television interviews that he did. Um, but this interview he did, in his own words, it was in Ebony, uh, the year of the election, I believe it was. it was. But it was a December issue. And it's one of the best pieces that Ebony has. It was amazing. They did an amazing photo spread of him. And I think they're starting to recognize it and do something with it on his birthday. But it's out there if you don't, if you can't, if you don't have, I know everybody don't have Ebony's laying around like they used to. But Google dot, Google Books, Google Books, books.google.com or something like that. They have the issue. You can literally um, go through the entire issues of old Ebony's online, Ebony's and Jet, and, and other books and magazines. I'm a, I love periodicals. That's one of the reasons why I love the 1619 Project is put out in periodicals as well. But Michael Jackson talked about control. And I know Janet's song is called Control, but Michael Jackson um, talked about how as a society, you know, we want to control everything, but the main things that guide our lives, that guide our time here on the universe, we the things that really are in control that we have no control over. You know, the thing that we we want we want all this control, but the real things in life, the real values in life, we have no control over. Now, yeah, they might be playing around with the weather, but the season will still change. You know, they might be playing around and moving and shifting the waterways, but the water is still coming. They might be putting all these pipelines with all this nap, quote unquote natural gas and putting it in, putting it in certain neighborhoods and all that but the fire is still coming right they might be putting all this stuff up under the ocean and all that kind of stuff and messing up the ocean you it's like y'all i'm telling y'all and uh this there's a show we like the 901 look at that spider the um what is it rescue 911 or 911 show they're getting ready to come back with an episode that's going to be about this killer wave you know and all these things that we're so busy trying to control, Trump trying to control the Democrats or no, not even Democrats. He's just trying to control everybody because don't nobody like him. He's going through this entire world trying to find somebody to like him. And the only people that like him is people that don't nobody like, right? You find a person that likes Trump, don't nobody like them. I'm, and I mean, I'm talking about, and, and there's no, I was about to say for the wrong reason, but Every reason to every reason you might like Trump is for the wrong reason. And just stop asking anybody about it. You just stop telling people. Don't nobody want to know. Because if you like Trump at this point or at any point, okay, there was no point there was no point in America that Trump was a great person. Now I know all the celebrities wanted to be around him and on the reality show and at all of his weddings and his parties and things like that. Because people feel like certain people have clout and they want to be in the midst. But now all of them have distanced themselves and all the people left is pretty much the degradation of society, right? There's no reason to, and don't tell me, well, because you're conservative, you're Republican or whatever, because Republicans ain't never even really been that bad. 
you know, nobody liked them either, but it ain't never really been that bad. But y'all, y'all, in fact, lingering, y'all lingering around Trump a little too long. Y'all are lingering, lingering around Trump a little too long. Y'all should have had somebody challenge him. And I know that don't look good when you challenge the incoming president, when, when his own party, his or her own parties challenge the incoming. But anyway, and, and, and let me tell you, and I'm, I don't even mind if he gets elected again. I, don't, I apparently, apparently, I got a force field. I, and to some degree, I'm not going to say I'm not impacted because I am. Um, but I know there's so many other options. If he gets another term, there's so many other options, right? Because I have made sure that nothing has that kind of immediacy or immediate control over my life, right? That's what... Um, that's just, that's just how this thing is. I'm just not, I'm not lingering there. Hopefully I'm not lingering on this topic. All right. Seasons are going to change signs. We're talking about the word cloud. We create a word cloud to go along with this because this is book two, um, and control live and let live and then control live and let live is the duality of it. You people that can't live and let live, they just got to have some kind of control. Have you ever seen somebody that just can't mind their business? They're they're like all into something that's going on across the room. And then you, you can just kind of see it. You know, there's this angst that they have. Write that down. This angst that they have, this energy, right? They got this angst like, like somebody, they're so bothered by something that they see or something that they hear or, you know, they, they're always talking about something going on in the workplace that they really have no control over. It's like it doesn't even... It doesn't even uh, have anything to do with them, but that's what they're always, they're always talking about something or somebody that has nothing to do with them. They're always trying to find some manner of control, right? I'm going to tell you, it is like, like one thing I cannot stand or I, that people who are, well, let me tell you, a typical person, they always want more control than they have, that uh, overzealous volunteer at events or at yeah at events right like somebody has asked them you just watch this area and they they talking about what that person's doing over there and what they let too many people in over there why are they standing here and i'm like like what assignment were you given and then they tell you i'm supposed to be back okay well, why aren't you back there because they're not doing what the, okay wait well, are you in control no right it's that's like what it is, you know, or I need to go ask. Okay, well, go ahead and ask. Go find out what you need to find out so that you won't stand here in front of me being as loud and as wrong as you are because I don't want you to have to come back with your tail between your legs. Now, I hope that's not, that's not, um, what do you call it? It sounds like a stereotype. I'm sorry. I hope that you don't have to come back to me and tell me how, because I don't want you to have to come back to me and tell me how wrong you were. And that's usually the outcome. Okay, trying to have control, dealing with angst, acting on your angst will always catch you out there wrong, loud and wrong. Write that down, loud and wrong, right? Because let me tell you, and there are sometimes I'm in a place I ain't got no business being. I have, well, actually I have business being there. I might not, you know my follow through, you know my follow up, my flaw. What's my one flaw? Follow up. 
So I'm usually going hoping I can get a favor. Because <laughs> when you don't follow up, you need a favor. I was watching a movie this weekend. Oh, uh, Marlon's movie, Sex Tuplets. And he had to go to his father-in-law, who was a judge, and asked the judge um, for his assistant. And the judge was like, sounds like you need a favor. I need you to say the word favor. He said, well, that's kind of a big word. He's like, well, say it. So that was kind of like at the beginning of the movie, when in exchange, he got a chance to uh, flip the script in the end of the movie. But that's what it is. When you don't follow through, honey, you end up needing a favor. And I needed a favor. And in fact... I am not participating in something this weekend because I don't know that I, I thought I follow up. I felt, I filled out the form, but you know, I, I don't feel like dealing with the overzealous and, and the, the how p- things are received in this situation. So I don't want to linger with it. I'm moving on to the next. I'm not even going to the event, uh, but season, season's changing, honey. The AC just came on. It feels like season change. Signs. What are, what are the signs? What are, are you willing to admit what your flaws are? I've got, there are signs that I have certain flaws and filling out forms is one of them, y'all. And I'm, I love that whole automated feature where you start typing in a form and like, look, it looks like you're filling out a form and it goes, you want to use all this information? I'm like, yes, right? Uh, I have, I have verbiage that I have saved here and there to help me through forms because I know if I have to start, I can't stand it, right? And one of the reasons I can't stand it is because I'm always trying to complete the task on my phone as opposed to going to the desktop where most forms work best, right? Because y'all don't understand that uh, 90% of people are trying to come, trying to do tasks on their forms as opposed to their desktop. Hell, the updated report just came out that people are not invested in, in desktops and, and, and laptops and uh, everybody's looking for the perfect tablet that functions in that manner and so forth. And, and I'm not a Microsoft person, so I have a, a laptop. And then I have an Apple desktop, which I need to be working on getting that back because I put that, that needed some work done. But it's like, that's just my flaw. It's like, I'm not as creative. And I, I'll go sit down at the desk and I'm not as creative there as I used to be. That's one of the things that I keep trying to figure out is like, man, I used to sit at that thing for hours, every waking minute. I used to have one all throughout the house. I had one upstairs, one downstairs. I used to roll out of bed and roll right onto the desk and just write my, behind. man, I could write like crazy. I still can. It's just, I just cannot get, it's like going to the desktop does something to me. I need to put one in the kitchen. I don't know. I need a standing desk. I think that has a lot to do with it because um, when I sit down, I, I find, you know, I have too many windows open. I'm getting a notification over here and the distractions are great, right? Like that down. The distractions are great. We're lingering because the distractions are great. Yesterday, this weekend, uh, this week, at the culmination of this week, yet again, another parent talked about being distracted and left a five-month-old in the store, in the car, while they went into the store, not only was the, the parent distracted, but she was with her sister and her daughter. How do, how do, how do you, you get one child? She, she got, because that child's old enough to jump out of the car when you open the door. But she was so distracted. And we, I guess it's time for us to go on and buy into this thing because I didn't buy it. You know, but then I'm thinking, you know, when I had my kids, it's like, there was really nothing for me to be distracted on. You know, there was no 20, we were, even though we had our mobile phones and well, my, by the time we had this era of distraction, 
my kids were old enough to get out of the car when they were younger. I guess, you know, but that was my focus. It's like if I was in the car, I was with the kids and it was transporting them from one place to the next. So I get to a place, okay, this kid goes here, that kid goes there, we get home, all kids. I remember I used to pray, Lord, please don't let, because I had four, right? Please don't let them all fall asleep. Because I would have to get them all in the house and I, I had to worry about safety because I was a woman with kids and, you know, things happen with people in cars and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be like, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep all the way home so I can get them all. And I used to hate having to take one or two in the house and come back. I, I couldn't stand it. So we had a routine. It's like, look, like this, you're going to wake your behind up. Come on, let's get in this house. Because we were vulnerable. Okay? Lingering makes you vulnerable. Lingering and being distracted makes you vulnerable. Now, mind you, her, her child is safe, uh, but was subjected to parts of the things that happened in an overheated car. The child was in the car long enough to be needed to be seen, uh, rescued and needed to be seen, um, because of being in that hot car. But all they, three of them got out of the car went into the store, did the, whatever shopping they were doing, came out, didn't think about it. She didn't come running out of that store. The video showed they just lollygagging and talking, coming out of the store, get to the car, the baby's in the car, five-month-old, in the car. And I'm like, is this a real thing? And, and parents, y'all are parents right now. And, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I have gotten to work with the remote control. I have gotten to work with the home phone. I have gotten to work with the diaper bag. I've got to work with the bottle in my hand, right? But not the child in the car. And again, not having that level of distraction. The only level of distraction I had was having to grab all this stuff and carry mommy hold this and mommy hold that and, you know, all of that. So thank God we didn't have, because I'm going to tell you, I know I have been preoccupied because there have been times Petty Betty and I have been riding. I'm like, Petty, I'm going to drop Petty Betty off at work. And she would have had to tell mom, get back in that lane. You about to take me to work. I'm driving her on the work week. I know it happens because what they call it, autopilot. We, we do. Being on autopilot is a thing. How many times have you gotten across town and you're like, wait, damn, how did I, what did I get? And your mind has been preoccupied. A lot of us are dealing with all kinds of stuff. And it said that there's a lot that comes out in us or we are able to go deeply in, in the autopilot in our commutes simply because we are dealing with a lot and kids can get quiet. Now I have, I, with my youngest, um, I put him in school near where I work. So he had to ride with me on my commute, but there was, I don't think I ever pulled into the work parking lot and didn't take him to, to school because that was my center focus. But at the, I was preoccupied at times. And I know for me, being a creative and fully being able to embrace my creativity right now, there are a lot of things that I am preoccupied. Somebody can be full on talking to me and I am totally preoccupied. Full on talking to me. And I am totally preoccupied because I've gone into that creative mind, that creative space, right? I am literally writing. I am literally thinking of this, that, and the other. And somebody will say something to me and you kind of have to snap out of it. That's real, but... When it becomes this thing where we forget kids in hot cars, cold cars, when you, you are able to forget, it's like you want to start coming up with some kind of other practices. Let me write that down. If you want, you want to change your behaviors, right? Because one of the things I do now when people are in the car with me, I try to remain present. Let me write that down. I try to stay in the present. 
Because I, I do believe that the autopilot, remember the auto, let me write that down, the autopilot. I do believe autopilot is a thing. I've, I've definitely experienced it. I, had, I used to have a 45-minute commute. And so I used to pull into the parking lot and be like, and, and snap out of it, right? And, and yet I've come through every red light. I've driven 30 miles of highway on autopilot. It's a thing. Um, and it's so much so a thing now that cars are having to have mechanism if there's somebody in the back seat. A certain weight. I guess they'll measure by a certain weight. Because you know how the car will turn on and off the uh, the uh, airbag if there's nobody in the driver's side, in the passenger seat, right? Um, it, there are cars now that are gauge where the airflow is needs to go or the heated seats or, you know, the off, certain offerings that cars are now doing. Um, you can't get out of a car now and newer cars leave the keys in the car. It's like, it's checking where the keys are, you know, and I'm that person. I've got out and the cars just screaming, right? That, that high pitch sound screaming. I'm walking on in the house, you know, cause it's, it's a hybrid and I'm like, it, it didn't make noise. They don't make noise like this. Like you get out, you can walk by. It doesn't sound like it's running. I'm like, is it off? No, I go to lock, go to try to lock the door and nothing happens. It's like, uh, the car is like still on and half time. See, I'm a person that puts on the emergency brake. Thank God. Cause I'm like, it, you can't tell. I'm, distraction, distraction. And, and there's something about this particular one I have now. It's like, for some reason, I, I have a hard time getting the behaviors together. Right. Closing the door, it's screaming, oh, the keys are in the car because it's got the push button start. So you, I get in the car and I, I, my, my habit has become throw the keys somewhere. And I actually have a compartment. I put the keys there. But y'all, let me just tell you, it's real. Autopilot is real, but it is dangerous. We're going to end on this one. Where we at on time? Where we at on time? At 34 in this, we coming up with, guess what? It's dangerous. It's dangerous out here. We have become dangerous to ourselves. We talked about this on a, I did a quick podcast yesterday. We were talking about Popeyes and we were talking about weaponized, how things are weaponized, how as a culture, um, we, that where there's so much weaponized against us, we turn, we take those weapons sometimes and commit suicide. When I said that, man, it freed me on a lot of things because that's what we're witnessing out here. Especially the, in light that we have social media and you can kind of watch people live their lives. You can see it as like, man, there are so many weapons available. And we, by weapons, remember in, 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 in what was it? The great debates, your weapons are words. Your we- Denzel in that, in that monologue, and I used to use that monologue on my radio show. You know, I'm here to help you keep your, your what do you say, your natural mind. Because your weapons are words. You know, they can be used against you. And there's so many weapons out there. And we talked about this, those things that you hear that echo, that are echoing. And we talk about the one way to get rid of that echo is to fill the space. That's what we talked about on yesterday's podcast. You want to listen to that because we have been weaponized. We have weaponized ourselves. How do people you hear going to the gun range? Do you know that in the, in America and in the UK, the number one problem with gun violence is people turning these weapons on themselves. It's suicide, Right. One of the reasons we do how to get out of bed, and I don't want to tie it. I'm not going to go down that lane because one thing I don't want to have to do each and every day is give you the suicide hotline. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to have even have that disclaimer on here. So we just simply talk about how to get out of bed because 
talking about it so much can make you think about it so much. And I, I want you to know that's not an option because you have to think about those that are left behind. You have to think because you, why you think no, nobody cares? Everybody cares. Everybody cares. And if, it, I don't want, I don't even want to have to give that because uh, I don't like disclaimers. I don't like apologies. And I certainly don't like side effects. So we just talk about how to get out of bed. Doing this podcast, committing to this podcast as the first thing I do when I get up. I've subscribed to it. My dog is subscribed to it. My family is subscribed to it. The dog is over there snoring. Y'all probably heard a good one or two, right? He's like, okay, she's getting the podcast. I got a few minutes, right? So, but when we talk about like how to get out of bed, I said, you know, I need something to help me through this trauma that I went through, this drama that I always have going on. And um, it's talking, it's talking it out. It's talking out loud. It's sharing so that I can make sure that I'm not lingering. Like if I come on here and I do two, three podcasts, like, okay, this is part three. This is going to be part, you're lingering, right? You're feeling it again because you're lingering. You're feeling it because you're trying to stay in the season too long. You're feeling it because you're ignoring the signs. You're feeling it because you have not decided to live and let live. You are feeling it because you're trying to have control where there is none. You're feeling it because there's too much angst. You are feeling it because you are loud and wrong. You are feeling it because you got too many distractions. You are feeling it because you're vulnerable. You are feeling it because your the practices, the things that you practice, your behaviors are not keeping you in the present. It's keeping you in the past, past or too far into the future. Living in the past, you're going to experience depression. Living too far in the future, things that ain't happening yet, you're going to have anxiety. You're feeling it because you're on autopilot. You're feeling it because you're in, you have, your life is dangerous right now. It's dangerous right now. That's why you are feeling what you are feeling, but you know that there was once a time you didn't feel like this. That, remember that time. You felt, if you felt like this before, what did you feel like after you felt like this? What did it feel like after you felt like this, when you realized, oh, wait, I done isolated myself again. Let me get back around some people that I love and that I trust and that I know loves me because somebody loves you. Because if you, because you ain't always been like this. And I know it comes. It's a cycle. It's a season. So if you are feeling it, have you isolated yourself again? If you're feeling it, you, you upset because you weren't able to go to this, you weren't able to go to that. You know, it, it's not that season. You're feeling a little bit of FOMO. You're feeling it. I understand, but you're feeling it because you are lingering in it. You are feeling it because you're lingering. I am not a therapist. I'm not trying to play one on TV. I have just lived long enough. Well, even those that don't want to tell us what goes on in life, you live long enough, you will gain some hindsight. Okay, if you want to live long enough, you better grab somebody else's hindsight and make it your foresight. Because the only thing you got to do, the only thing you have to do today, I guarantee you, everything else is temporary, even this. The only thing you got to do today is live. Now, the problem comes when you try to live at a standard that's not yours, for a reason that's not yours, because of this, all this other stuff. The only thing you got to do today is just breathe. You know, 
Hey, and I'm going to tell you, every other problem out there, every problem out there has a solution. And the only thing you, and I guarantee you that your first worry is by having that problem. If you're, and I know this is your first worry. I guarantee you it's your first worry because I live long enough. I, let me take a sip of my lemonade. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. Your first worry is what someone will think. You only worry because somebody's going to think something. Now, mind you, it's not what someone would do because otherwise they'd help you. You worried about what someone would think because you've lingered in it or you, you, they, don't, they don't know the true you and the true you does what? You got these behaviors. You come, these problems come about every now and again. Based on your behaviors, they do. It ain't just ain't what if you feeling what you're feeling right now and you felt it before, that's called a behavior. It's a behavior that got you to that point, right? Either you're preoccupied, either you procrastinate. That's human nature. And notice, guess what? How many humans run around here? That means it's not only you, it's everybody. It's me. It's me too. I procrastinate. I procrastinate seriously. And procrastinate puts a lot of stuff at risk. And I'm at the point now where I have worked on my behaviors. By this age, I've worked on my behaviors enough that I know I have now seen the outcome of all of that. And I don't want those outcomes again. So the way I keep down depression for me or anxiety for me is I go, what's, what's going on? What do I need right now? What's today? I know that's yesterday. That's tomorrow. What, what's the, and I say to myself, all oh, that's not today. Did what they said? Not today. Not today. Don't linger in it. Let's not linger on this podcast. We're at 41. I always try to do at least a little bit, 45. And that gives me time to tell you that uh, I podcast. Um, listen, also, got a wonderful course coming. It's called 27 Answers to Rocket Podcast. It's going to be my next ebook uh, that I'm going to drop, that I'm working on writing out today. So I'm going to grab another one of these uh, journals over here and finish working on that. And that's going to be the course that we're going to launch because I want you to launch your podcast this fall. Uh, because it's going to get cold out there. you be like, what am I going to do? What do I do? Let me tell you, regardless of your industry, regardless of your business, you need to be on a podcast, whether you're going to co-host it, whether you're going to get yourself a producer. I'm going to tell you all the levels of it, how to get great guests um, on your podcast. You notice we, we've been podcasting. Uh, we've been podcasting forever. Uh, but around 2007 came the, some of the um, easy options. And so I want to tell you about that because, listen, you guys have got some great content, great stories. Um, Podcasting helps you become amazing in your industry. If you want to become a leader in your industry, you want to become respected, or you just want something to do because you really don't have enough to do, right? So um, 27 Answers to Rock a Podcast will be the next in my 27 series by Dryer Buzz. So definitely look for that. Um, podcasting, one thing you need about podcasting, you need some support. So I'm going to tell you, uh, definitely please check out Natural Soap by Zakia. And let me tell you some of the best self-care ever. Some of the best self-care ever is a good bubble bath. Some of the best self-care, self-care ever is a good foot cream, um, a good facial. That's some of the best self-care ever. Now, some of us, we like to kind of do those things at home. Like, I'm going to sit here and watch my shows. I'm going to lotion up. I'm going to moisturize. First, before I do that, 
I'm going to take a hot, luxuriating shower, and I get to decide between whether I want to do that with uh, some mango whip soap, some luscious lemon whip soap, and I think that's a raspberry. I keep forgetting. I think it's raspberry, or if I want to just grab one of my one of my luscious bars of soap, or if I want to do the crumble, all kind of options, all kind. And then when I get out of the shower, I'm putting my lotion on, and I'm going to just sit here and just meditate with all of that, that sensual uh, fragrance that's in there, those natural oils, natural butters that come together and make natural soap. You get to watch, we, those of us who shop at Natural Soap as a kid, we get to watch our soap being made. We get to watch our soap being shipped. I mean, how many companies going to let you see what all the ingredients going into the products, right? That's why a lot of people, do you know the number one thing that people are buying online is stuff that they can see, right? They can see it being made. Um, they can, they know where it's coming from and all those kinds of, well, no, that ain't even true because y'all still made Amazon, uh, the richest company, but in, in, instead of going down to your local, I shop local, I shop local, I love to shop local, um, but uh, anyway, and I mean by local and, and with people that I know, but anyway, natural soap, um, you saw me do the unboxing, if you want to know more about it, you can go on my timeline, uh, on my channel, one of the channels, and find out the unboxing. But if you go, and I know you're already over there, naturalsoapbyzakia.com, use your discount code DRYERBUZZ. You're going to save 10%. For those of you that are traveling, get the sample size, so that way you can travel with natural soap, especially if you're traveling in and out of the country. I don't want you to get to the border and have to throw away all your stuff. You want to go with natural soap, and soap they can look at, and they can say, oh, look at all these. Whoa, these are nice ingredients, right? Because a lot of times those ingredients don't come from America because America ain't making a whole lot of natural stuff, right? And they're like, wait, you, oh, yeah, you can take that. Don't throw that away. You can take that soap with you. You can bring that. They're like, bring that soap, right? But all that other stuff, y'all got to toss that. Y'all can't come in this country with all that stuff, right? Y'all ain't messing up our ecosystem, our ozone and all that. But your natural soap, take that with you because it's made from things that are from, all, from the greatest places on the continent, all right? So on the world, on the planet, right? Let me just tell you that much. And then also, um, coming up, like I said, we got coming up into the fall, as the season begins to change, one of the things we do is the lunch and learns or the breakfast with dryer buzz. And um, Dealey Inspires is one of those amazing speakers as we get ready to prepare our family businesses, family businesses. This is not for the one-off entrepreneur, the side hustle. These are for people who are thinking about their family, meaning that you're not waiting for your friends and families to support you, that what you do supports your friends and your families. Those are the ones. I want to work with people who are trying to build it because it supports their family. All right. I don't want a no, no, you can't come. No, it, this is going to be going forward. 2020 is days away. 2020 is days away. We're talking about the survival of the family. So if you have a family business, if you are ready to turn your side hustle into your family business, if you're ready to become more than an entrepreneur and become a family business or a growth firm, right? Right? You got those kind of, you got those kind of goals. You are, you're not just out there trying to make money so you can, I mean, I'm not going to shame. I'm not going to shame. I'm not going to shame. I just want to work with those because I know for me, my business, 
I, when I started my business, I started uh, not business because it wasn't even a business. But when I when I did all these endeavors, I don't even like to say business. So it just brings up such it it, it, it puts me in depression. I'm gonna be honest with you. Trying to call what I do and what I love a business, it it depresses me, right? Because I, it's not. I started what I started when I started Dryer Buzz and when I started the. Uh, many endeavors before Dryer Buzz, even after Dryer Buzz, I did it so I could be home long enough to be a mom, right? So that as a single mom, I didn't have to work three or four jobs, which is what's the norm. You know, if you wanted to raise your kids in particular neighborhoods, have them have particular opportunities, it was a job attached to all of that. It's like, because this one job, I'm not going to cut it, right? The child support coming, that ain't cutting it. It's like, I'm going to have something else going on up here. We had to have a family business. But I noticed that that was the American way, the American way. And you can find out about this. You go to drybus.com, where, where we're going with this. Um, it's always been the American way that people had a job and they went and worked in the family business, right? You worked your nine to five, but when you got off, you went and spent four or five hours in the family business, or you went and spent four or five hours as a stakeholder in your community. I worked a nine to five, got, went to the daycare, picked my kids up, and then we went and we volunteered. It became not volunteer because we were stakeholders in our community. That meant we went to community meetings, kids in tow. People were like, well, how'd you do with four kids? Kids, well, they were well behaved. We, mommy's got to go to the community meeting. You will not be running around screaming. Okay, but I also made sure there were youth initiatives so that moms and dads and people who wanted wanted to be active in their community didn't have to go rushing their kids. No, my kids need some time to be with me. I worked at worked at a job. I remember this lady trying to tell me, you know, you got to put your job first to hell. And like, and they wanted somebody like, we need we need everybody to stay late. Uh, I got to go pick up my kids. They were okay. Well, go get the kids. Bring them back. We're gonna we're gonna order some pizza and all that kind of stuff. You know, put the kids in the break room. I was the only one. That, I'm like, I'm going because I'm not gonna stay. I'm going to get my babies right. And then everybody's like, well, why does her babies get pizza and toys? What? Well, because that was my demand. Because I I can, I'll work 24 seven, but these babies got to be taken care of. Then everybody's like mad because like they didn't leave. I, I'm sorry that wasn't your priority to go. I'm sorry your priority was to have your kid at home calling you because it's storming and they scared and you 50, 50, 60 miles away. My priority, I'm going to get my babies, okay? The only way I can stay at work overtime is I got to go get my babies. And they, and they said, well, go get the babies. We're going to get some pizza. And so I can't help if I was the only one, right? I can't help if I was the only one that negotiated a two, two to four hour lunch hour because I'm, I'm a productivity specialist and I went to them with my PowerPoint, with my spreadsheet and say, hey, listen, productivity, you know, pretty much gets to zero around lunch hour, you know, and, and it's staggered. So can I work a split shift and just come in because I'm, I'm supporting uh, this and this and that. And this is what it looks like during lunch hour. I, I'm sitting here. I can't get that done to all these other departments are finished so that I can break down these, the science of it all. And it's like they're like, oh, yeah, that's not product. If you be more productive, yeah, I'd never have to call out, right? I never, because I can go and do all those things that a mom has to do. I presented them with that. And then everybody else is mad, like, why she leave early and get to, because you know what they didn't realize is I came back once everybody was gone and did all the work. I negotiated all those things, y'all. You can ask. I'm here to tell you, because I'm, because I'm like, if I have to be away from my children, depression is going to hit. If I have to be away from my family, I am going to be depressed. I need, I remember one job, because I ain't had a lot of them, came to me 
and said, you know, what, 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 what we got to do? Cause you know, that whole being there at nine o'clock and it's like, uh, you know, they were like, I said, listen, just know I'm going to be here and I'm going to be here. And I'm going to get it done. Let me just be a little flexible anymore. Cause you know, cause I used to wake up if my kid was having a bad day. I'm not cursing you out of this house. I'm not pushing you on those school bus. We're going to stop and figure out what's going on. I just wanted to be that kind of parent. Now, mind you, there was some job. Never mind the fact. There was some jobs that said, oh, no, we don't work like that. We need you to make the job has to be first. And I was the first one to tell them, oh, no, that's not how I work. I'm like, this is how I look at it. And if we can't flip it to where we can have an equal exchange, I'm not the one. And I've had to tell, I've had to tell people, I remember sitting there and this guy was like, I'm not getting enough attention. And I'm like, okay, let me show you how to write that one ad. Cause that ain't the one I filled. Okay. That's not, they didn't, they didn't say, you know, what about your, you and your personal attention? Now when I got babies at home, you know, I'm just saying. And he was actually jealous of the automation I had done in another department, but I'm like, you can't have that kind of automation because you're too anal. And I mean, I'm sorry, I had to tell him that you're too, and you want to be too much of the process. They were like, put the process in place, let it go. And, and wanting to know, well, why are their numbers not like his numbers? Cause you're too anal. You don't know how to let that work. Right? So I'm not the one. And I ain't got a problem saying bye. I ain't got a problem saying bye to nothing and no one. I ain't got a problem saying bye to y'all. I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Um, but listen, book two, we're in book two. And we're going to make sure we stop lingering. No lingering, no seat. Let the seasons change. Watch for the signs, y'all. Live and let live. Stop trying to have control where you don't have control. Because uh, it's only going to lead to a bunch of angst. You're going to end up finding yourself loud and wrong. Uh, watch your distractions. Distractions make you vulnerable. Change up your distractions and being vulnerable by changing your practices and your behavior. More than anything, try being in the present. If you are more often in the present, that means dealing with things that have to be done right now, not worried about what somebody's going to think yesterday or tomorrow, but what is it that is important right now? And, uh, and do that. Watch putting yourself on autopilot because that can also be dangerous as well. Lingering is dangerous. Bottom line. Okay. Lingering makes you vulnerable and it is dangerous. And so therefore we don't linger any too long, any much longer. I probably, cause somebody could be like, wait, she's still in that podcast. Let's get, no, let me get ready. Let me get off here. The dog is still snoring. So I think he is, he had a, he had a, um, it was, it was storms stuff going on yesterday. So he was not good yesterday. So he is still snoring. I cannot believe that. So let me get, I'm going to go ahead and grab me a nice glass of lemonade. I have a whole other podcast to do it. It's called Buzz and a Bash It. So if you're on one of my many timelines, you're going to see that podcast. That's our salon podcast. That's, that's the podcast that's getting syndicated and going to be heard in the salons and the barbershops all across the nation. If you're in a salon and the barbershop and they're listening to something and they do not, do not turn on Buzz and a Bash It, tell your stylist or your barber Hopefully y'all are going to the pros and not just over there watching everything on YouTube. If you go to the pro professional, tell them to go and find the buzzer or bash it podcast. We get ready to talk about some stuff. Yes. Popeyes as well as some other stuff as well. But I hope you guys have a great week. Rest of your weekend. Be mindful. Like I said, uh, some things that's going on come Monday 
Uh, we'll be talking about it. We'll talk about it tomorrow as well. Good Lord, when the creek don't rise, I wake up with the breath of life. You're going to get a podcast, but there's only one more thing I need you to do, and that is... Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.